Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year again. If you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes from 2022, it is January, and I just wanted to take a moment to give you permission to take this month really slowly. Do not feel pressured by all of the external sources and voices and media and Instagram posts and all of the different things out there that are telling you that you have to make a ton of changes and start working out every day when you haven't moved in three months and all of the different things. At least here in the US, it is still winter and we have a couple months left of winter. I think sometimes we're taught by the media and just external conditioning to once the holidays are over after the new year that we just need to like dive into the new year and do all of the things and make all the changes and just be the best versions of ourselves all at once. And I wanted to give you permission to take it slow. You don't have to do all the goal setting. You don't have to do all the vision boarding, unless that's really what you want to do. You don't have to make any changes that don't feel good to you yet. And you can still take some time to hibernate and take things slow and winter and do all of those things. The winter season is a very important season. It is a time when we're meant to just really nurture ourselves and snuggle and stay warm and relax and rest and conserve energy. And if that's what feels good in your body right now, then this is your permission to do those things and to not have to make a whole bunch of changes all at once. But if for some reason you have all this amazing energy and you do want to make changes and you do want to goal set and do all of those things, that's totally fine too. If you have not listened to episode 66 that came out last week, it was the first episode of the new year. It's really good. I think it's about 45 minutes. It's under an hour. And I talk about what these next five years are going to look like and how, you know, viewing this season as like instead of one year, just 2022, viewing it as a seven year period. So it started in 2020 and it's ending in 2027. I explain everything in that episode. So if you haven't gone back and listened to that, definitely do. I give a few tips on setting intentions. I like to call them intentions rather than resolutions and just some timelines in there for you. So go back and listen if you haven't yet. And I'm excited for y'all to hear my guest this week. Leanne is somebody that I met a few months ago in a podcasting sort of networking group. We took a course together to really amp up our podcasts and create a little bit more of a professional vibe in them. And I'm slowly going through that, but it started with my rebrand. But um, Leanne's like awesome. 
her whole website for her podcast is amazing. It's called the Glojo Podcast. Everything, you know, getting into contact with her and everything you can find in the show notes. But we had a really, really good discussion on this episode. We talked about some of the things that are similar in our human design charts, what that has looked for us being entrepreneurs. We talked about the link between love and money and even talking about orgasms and sexuality and stuff like that too. It was pretty fun. Feminine energetics. We talked about her. She's a a manifester and we talked about what all that looked like in her chart and what she has learned from human design and how she's applied it in her life and her business. But it was a really juicy conversation. And I hope that it is one that serves you. Leanne is one person that I just, we really connected when we first met. And she's similar to me in that she loves having like a tool belt, a variety of different tools to choose from for her evolution. So spirituality and self-development and any other tools for evolution. She's like super, she's gotten certifications and so many things. We talk about a few of those things. It was a really cool conversation and I think y'all will enjoy it. But yeah, check out the show notes. Would love for you to share this episode with a friend if you found it valuable and also screenshot it and tag us both in it. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast. I am super thrilled for today's episode. Y'all are going to love it. I have Miss Leanne Kalal on with me from the Glojo podcast. Welcome, Leanne, to the You Do Woo podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me here, Allison. I'm really looking forward to the conversation today. Yes, thank you for taking time out of your full schedule to chat with me and have our listeners connect with you and all that kind of stuff. Just a little backstory, Leanne and I met a few months ago during a really amazing program that the Almost 30 Podcast Gals put on. It's for professional podcasters who sort of want to take their podcast to the next level, the Podcast Accelerator. We're both going to be affiliates for them, which is going to be exciting. But I connected so well with a few women in that group. And Leanne, you were the one of the first people that I connected with. And I knew that I wanted you to come on the You Do Woo show. So Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your backstory of your previous life before podcasting and coaching and all that kind of stuff. My listeners want to know. All right. Well, thank you. So yeah, it was so amazing to meet you. And it's so interesting when you look back at your journey in life and how you end up where you are. And for me, I've been thinking about this a lot lately as I've learned more about my human design chart and knowing I'm a one, three manifester and I'm really seeing how early in my life I was more in tune with myself than I realized just based off of some of the decisions I made. So when I was young, I was all rah-rah corporate. I had some success quite early on, even in university with this big company, but I burnt out and I was like, really, is this what it's all about? So I did this. It felt good for a minute or two. And then it's like, okay, well, what's the next thing? So I knew that wasn't for me. Then I got another corporate job though, still trying to figure it out. Lasted three months in a traditional office setting. I'm like, there's no way this will not be my life. And a friend of mine said like, suck it up, Leanne, this is the real world. And it was in that moment where I was like, this will not be my real world. 
And I've lived a very unconventional life for the last, I guess, for the last 12 years. So I moved overseas and I worked for an online publishing company in Malaysia called Mind Valley. And that's where I was introduced to, I was already into personal development, but that's where I went much, much deeper on my personal development and spirituality journey. I had the opportunity to work with incredible experts and authors. And I lived over there for two and a half years, traveled around, had this really fun life. And then just knew my best friend and I were like, okay, it's time for us to continue our journey. So we left and we started our own business. And we focused on helping women in business and and women really bring their businesses online because at the time it was very underrepresented by females and women. And it was a very male dominated industry. So we were passionate about helping them and then started consulting and working with companies and helping them with their online marketing. And through this online marketing, again, I'm like, man, I know these are good people, but their products suck. (laughs) Their products are not that like really, they're not that great. I didn't feel good for me to help these companies really focus on selling what they were selling. Yeah. So I thought, well, I wonder if people, I think people need support with products. And so it's been probably eight years now. I specialize in online product development and course curriculum development and creating positive online learning for people. And I've had the opportunity to work with some really incredible experts and companies within the industry. And I specialize in helping people take their genius and bring it online and share it with people in a way that's really going to transform. And so the podcast has been something I wanted to do for a few years because I feel so fortunate that my day-to-day, like I get to connect with really interesting experts and I learn from them all the time. And I'm like, wait a minute, I want to share this. I want to pay it forward. I want to share these powerful conversations that I'm having with people who don't necessarily know about all of these things, or they can't find the information on their own. So Hence the Glojo. It's a play on a dojo, which is the spiritual place where you go to practice martial arts and dedication to self. I'm like, what if we had it be fun? What if personal development and spirituality and growth could be fun? And yeah, I just naturally try a ton of different things. And so that's how Glojo came to be. And I still work with big companies, but I also work with individuals and I help them figure out how they can get their ideas online and bringing their ideas to life. There's kind of how I feel like my journey to doing this started many, many years ago. I love that so much. And it's so weird because I think something that you and I both have in common is we love connecting people. And so when you were talking about what all you do, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a list of people that I can connect you with who need your services. So I love that. So if you have a company that's working with Leanne, definitely reach out to her. I'll put all your info in the show notes too. (laughs) And check out the Glojo podcast. It's amazing. I was like just browsing around on your website, which is beautiful. I wanted to ask you some questions about some of your certifications. You have like all the certifications. If you can list them out if you want to. I don't have your website pulled up anymore. But I know that you are into the Akashic Records and also coaching within the intimacy realm. Okay, so I just had my Akashic Records read not too long ago. And it was fascinating. For those listening who don't know what this is, Leanne, will you tell us a little bit about the Akashic Records? Yeah, I definitely can. And so I think that part of what I do is I'm always like, I work on certification programs with clients. And so then I end up being certified in all these different things. And then I just love studying. And so I studied the Akashic Records on my own and I did my level one and level two. And the Akashic Records basically can think of it as the premises think of there's like a big book of your soul, you know, in your life guided by and like sort of protected by the record keepers and the masters. And 
when I studied Akashic Records, you learn how to tune into this for other people, for yourself, and to bring information down and through. Like you create a powerful space for, I'd say, information to come through, but also for healing and transformation. And so when you're having an Akashic Records session, you can clear stuff. It's an opportunity to actually shift the energy in a really powerful way. And so you're receiving the information, but you're actually able to like sort of do some rewiring and the fact that you have so many certification is like so manifestory. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I love it. And then the coaching and intimacy, what does that look like? Okay. And what's the background story with that? Yeah. So I'm not actively doing that, but that yeah. was again, another like probably three or four year chunk of my life. Yeah. And again, like I'm just very curious by nature and I feel like my journey, it was when I moved back to North America. I ended up at this place in San Francisco and I actually studied female orgasm. And so I did a lot of, co I went really deep into that area. Like I, I really practiced it. Like it was like an yeah. art and a science and I took it very seriously. And through that, I think that diving into the sexuality realms, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful forms of personal development because there's a lot of shadow there and it can be really, really vulnerable. And I believe that what happens in our intimate lives or in the bedroom is actually reflective of what happens outside and how you communicate and how you communicate in one area is very similar to how you communicate in another area. There's kind of two, it's interesting. I would attract two different types of people with the coaching when I was doing this. Women who wanted to start businesses, which kind of makes sense, but it was always funny that we would be doing intimacy coaching, but through that would come up. And how that would come up is that most people are really disconnected from their true desires. They mm -hmm. actually don't know what it is because they haven't given themselves or like haven't allowed themselves the space to actually explore it and like really know they're worthy and deserving of it. Or you're just so busy taking care of everyone else that you just keep stuffing down your needs and you ignore them and they're there. And a lot of times too, with the intimacy, like when I was coaching women, it's being afraid to actually just ask for what you want to like, this feels good. Or can you do mind going like this and not wanting to offend their partner and feeling pressure to perform a certain way when our bodies aren't built like men's bodies. Like I could talk about this forever. Yeah. Um, and then men would come to me and they would come to me because they really wanted to be able to connect with their partners and like really satisfy their partners. And so usually there, there was a ton of societal programming that we would have to work on because they would have these expectations and they put a lot of their self-worth on how they can make a woman feel and perform and lots of wires crossed. And so that was that whole journey. I'm still really, really passionate about all of that. And I think it'll probably make an appearance in the Glojo one day to me, yeah. like glowing. There's a lot of different ways you can glow. <laughs> and ah. So the orgasmic glow is definitely one of them. And who knows when that's going to resurface. But then I studied, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and I've studied neurolinguistic programming. So I'm a neurolinguistic coach. And these were all things I just studied personally. And I've learned so much through it. It's been quite a fascinating journey. And then there's all the other things I've studied through clients. <laughs> it's crazy because whenever I talk to manifestors or MGs, like my personal coach is an MG and she has a lot of manifestor energy. Y'all are amazing coaches because so long as you're living your design, you do dabble in so many things. And so you have such a well-rounded view of the world and of growth and whatever that can be applied to business, that can be applied to personal relationships, like whatever. And it's so true, like the whole intimacy and sexuality and all that kind of stuff. Like I 
am just now, like at 38 years old, learning how to tap into my feminine energy. Like we're all just so conditioned to be in our masculine all the time. And I thought that becoming a mother a few years ago was going to like turn that on. Mm -hmm. Mothering is one of the most masculine things that you can do because you have to like make sure everything's taken care of, be on a schedule, digit, like all these things. It's very a weird misconception. Yeah, I'm not a mother, but I believe it because I have a lot of friends who have children and it's just like they are so hyper organized and they run a tight ship. Like It's like and then we're here and here and here and here. So and then you have to show up and take care of people and their needs are coming before yours. So I can definitely see how that would, you know, sort of perpetuate living in, in the masculine, even though it's this feminine thing of growing and birthing another being then there's this whole other side of it that I just have seen from an outside perspective. And I am a firm believer that like love and money, love and business are connected. Mm -hmm. And once you start getting in touch with that, like sacred feminine energy and trust and knowing and surrender and whatever that can really then bleed out into your business growth and money manifesting and like all of that kind of stuff. So I think it's freaking awesome that you have background and being able to teach about that. Yeah, thank you. Well, and really quick on the whole money and sort of love thing there, money, like abundance and doing what you love. I think that we're all designed again, we're all designed differently, like human design. But I know for me, I cannot do something that my heart is not in. And I can't do something that's not aligned with my values. And I've been in those positions before, whether it was through different client projects and Maybe it was aligned to begin with, but then things shifted over time and I kept trying to stay and make it work and it was eating me apart. And then I would end up sick and I would end up with all of these weird symptoms and different things going on. And so now I'm just like, I just can't do things that I'm not fully behind or that I'm not lit up about. And I just know that about myself. And it's, I guess it's, it's a blessing in a lot of ways. And then I'll share that with some people. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I literally cannot do something if I don't believe in it or if I'm not really, really lit up or excited about it or if my values are in line. I just can't because weird stuff happens. Well, I honestly think that the more people get in touch with that intuition and their own decision-making processes, all of us would be that way. But we like don't take enough time or space, like you said before, to go inward, to like really listen to our intuition, to turn off all the external things like the conditioning that's happening on the media and, Mm -hmm. you know, even social media and stuff or friends and family or, you know, organizations that you're a part of that are sort of brainwashing you. And if everybody could do that, they'd all have that feeling where it's like, my body literally won't let me do this. It literally say no. And I know that you have splenic authority in your human design chart. So you're a one, three splenic manifester with the splenic authority. I always explain it like it's like this spidey sense, this like cat like instinct of knowing if something's correct for you in almost a life or death situation. And for you, it's probably being like, don't do that. You're going to get burnt out and you're going to get sick and that's not good for your body. And that's a life and death situation for our bodies, right? How does that look for you? Maybe give us an example of a time when you've had that splenic authority and either followed it or didn't follow it and what happened. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting because again, like I've been learning more about human design this past year. And I see, I think for me, I'm learning, I do receive a ton of hits and intuitive, like I'm, I'm quite intuitive. 
but I'm learning to recognize when they first come in and getting those pings. And it's been a matter of like, okay, well, what if I were to, it's interesting. Cause I think that when I listen to it, maybe it's not as exciting as you would think, but it's not as exciting because I'm listening to it and I'm making decisions that are aligned. So there's not any, so there's no huge like chaos yep. <laughs> or there's no, nothing is exploding or blowing up. We're avoiding past, those things. You know, it's like, okay, actually. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I've definitely been someone who can see the red flags. I can feel when something is off. And I have a friend who she said, she's like, you're like a canary in a coal mine. Mm-hmm. And I always used to make myself wrong for it because I would be the only one who could sense something. And I'm like, something is not right here. Like this is not a healthy organization or this is not a healthy situation. And people would be like, no, 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 you're just overreacting or no, that's just how that person is or no, blah, blah, blah. I was in that situation a few years ago and ended up getting extremely, extremely burnt out, had to let go of almost all of my clients. And it took months to recharge. Like my body literally shut down. I've had autoimmune stuff almost my entire life, which is, you know, it started when I was 12. And so who knows if I was just really sensitive and picking things up and not listening to those cues. But now I know that if I am not operating in alignment with my values, this is going to sound weird, but I can burn myself out with things that are aligned and still more or less be okay. But if, and like, I'll feel it, but if I'm burning myself out with something that's not aligned, hell no, my body just shuts down and I go into like extreme autoimmune responses where literally I can't do anything. (laughs) So it's pretty severe. (laughs) But once you learn how to listen to it, it really makes your life so much easier. Mm -hmm. And people with splenic authority are so cool. I'm jealous of you. Two things we have in common in our chart is an open root center. And I'm going to ask you some questions about that here in a little bit. The root center is the very bottom chakra center. And it has to do with time and pressure and grounding and all of that kind of stuff. But one thing I wanted to ask real quick was we both have in common that we have gate 26 lit up in our ego center. And your ego center is all about willpower and motivation and what is a constant like source of motivation for you. And 26 means you really have so much motivation around building something from the ground up on your own, not with a partner or team or anything like that. And I have my own stories that I've talked about a lot, especially in the previous episode on the Ego Center. What has that looked like for you and you learning to really take advantage of that or times it hasn't worked out well? Yeah, it's interesting because that's something new that I'm learning about myself, but I can really see that, yes, that resonates deeply. I've always, and then in my numerology chart, I know I've shared this with you before, but I have a ton of ones, which is the leader and the initiator and creating something new, like the innovator. I think for me, like I've thrived in partnerships in the past and working with companies. And in some ways it allows me to be that in, in that initiator energy and get things started and then let other people, other people can Manifest. take it and grow and yeah. I can move on. And then I did have a business partnership before and it was with my best friend. And I think we did pretty good. Like we lived together, we worked together, we did like client stuff, we had our own stuff. But I've always had this deep, deep desire to do something on my own. And for years, I either made myself wrong because I felt guilty about wanting to do something on my own and how would that make her feel or how, and she probably would not have cared at all and been like, great, now I can go do my own thing too. I lacked some confidence and I lacked like, can I actually do this on my own? 
And is this something that I can actually build on my own? I know that I have the builder energy. I am really motivated and have that like intense willpower. But then it has been this journey of realizing I have these strengths and then I feel like I have a lot of gaps. Mm -hmm. And so it's been coming to terms with, okay, knowing what I'm great at and leveraging that, but then also honoring what I'm not the best at and how can I get support there? So I always try to stay connected to, I know that there's something, there's always been something inside of me, always been something inside of me that's wanted to come out and grow. And I always have so many ideas and things I want to do. I want to be the leader, but I'm very aware that I need support to make these things happen because I've always said, I'm like, my body cannot keep up with my spirit. Yeah, (laughs) it just can't. And so learning how to build a team of people to support you. And then, you know, if I had like an abundance of unlimited funds, oh, watch out. Yeah, right. Like all of this stuff would come to life. So it really is a matter of being strategic and figuring out where I'm best served. And then also the reality of like, okay, I have to do things maybe that I don't love right now, but really trying to be strategic, but it feels so good to do something on my own. And it's just way more fulfilling. And I still don't think I'm doing it on my own because I have a team and I have support, but it is me creating something and bringing a vision that's lived within me. And even just a feeling that's lived within me to life. Yeah. So I always tell when people have the gate 26, I'm like, you are definitely meant to have a team and have people that support you and help you and that you can delegate things for. But as far as like decision making and having to run things by another person, mm -mm. you need to be the head honcho and not have like a 50-50 partner or anything for business wise. Yeah, that's interesting. And I do, I will say like, I love getting feedback from other people. I really, really do appreciate it. But there is this part of me that's just like, I just want to make the decisions fast and keep moving. Let's go. And Leon, you've already learned this. Like the thing that increases magnetism more than anything for manifestors and manifesting generators is delegating. Anything that you don't have an extreme urge to do as soon as you are physically, financially able to get it off your freaking plate and have somebody else do it. And that way you have more space and time for all the new ideas that are just like rushing at you. It's definitely been, yeah, it's been a journey of delegating and hiring, just like finding the right team. And it's always really important for me. I aspire to live and work in my genius zone. And I want the people that are on my team and a part of my team to feel that same way too. I love it. One other thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap up really quick is about your open root center. That's something else that we have in common. So we both have the root chakra center. It's open and that's all about pressure. And so people like us who have an open root center can feel easily overwhelmed by pressure and deadlines. And you can feel very easily thrown off if there's a sudden time change or need to happen situation. It's almost like you go into fight or flight mode, or that's how it feels for me. And you're not really designed to run on immediate deadlines and timelines instead of like create that for yourself and allow time for things to move and flow and all of that kind of stuff. You can be turned on by like transits of other people or other people. This can be positive or negative in the positive way they can put some timelines on you. And if that does feel good, it can be really positive for you. We just talked about Mm -hmm. this before recording. In a negative way, sometimes like for me, I was really affected by timeline of like, when to get married and have children and all that stuff instead of really like honoring my own flow in that schedule of Mm -hmm. life. 
it was like a really bad part of my life when I was really being susceptible to other people's energies around timelines. So tell us what that has looked like for you and maybe give us an example or two. Okay. Well, really quick. I totally resonate with the whole pressure around timelines of like family. I'm 37. I'll be 38 in the new year. And yeah, not there yet. And I'm like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? And will this ever happen? And I just need to trust my own journey and just know that what's true for me is going to look different than what's true for other people. But it's really something I have to tell myself with the timelines and deadlines and pressure. Yeah, I will go into fight or flight. And it's interesting though, because sometimes like procrastination and sometimes knowing I have to have something done, it gets me into, I'll leave it to the last minute. And then I get into flow with that pressure. And so in some ways it can be like, okay, boom, I know I've got to do this. I think a lot of what I do though, and I think this is very manifester type or manifester ish is that let's say, I know I'm doing something in February. I start thinking about it. I'm thinking about it probably for a couple of months. And then when I sit down to do it, I might actually create something in a short period of time, but it's been simmering and my energy has been focused on it in the background for a while. And so that way it works well in the ways where it doesn't like right now, I have this client that I'm working with and all of a sudden things have changed and it's like, okay, we need this. We need this. And I'm like, ah, and I felt really off this week. Yeah. And so do you know what I do? And I think you said something when we were talking yesterday and I'm like, oh my God, I figured this out on my own. I will have virtual work sessions with people that I work with or with my assistants over the years. I'd be like, Hey, can we hop on zoom and let's just have a two hour power sesh or like a power hour. Sometimes I'll just say, I just need you to hold space. Like can you mute yourself, do whatever you're doing. I just need you to hold space for me so I can focus and get this done. And so that's a trick that I use, whether it's people that I'm working with that are like on the client team or on my own team, I reach out and say, Hey, I need support. You don't need to do anything. Just get on zoom with me and be available if I need to brainstorm or talk out loud and get feedback in the moment. But a lot of times it's just to hold that energetic container and to create accountability so that I can stay focused because focus is really difficult for me. That works for me. That's so cool because that is a tip that I give my one-on-one clients all the time, especially manifestors and projectors, that if you need some sense of accountability in working or getting something done, even if it's on Zoom, like working in a coffee shop with a generator or an MG would be great, but you can get into somebody's aura and energy over Zoom, like how we are right now. Totally. Doing, you know, work sessions with a generator and MG is freaking magical. The big project I'm working on right now, the other person that I collaborate with a lot, she's a generator and we work so well together. And a lot of times it's just like, okay, we brainstorm and then see what comes through and then we bounce off of each other really well. So yeah, like working with other people or just setting yourselves up to have that support in some ways to begin with. I'm like, is this codependent? Is this unhealthy? No, I don't think, I don't know. It's fun. And also we live in this virtual age where there's more disconnection. Like it's just nice to It's more like you're working in an office with someone. You're just hanging out on Zoom and you can laugh or like turn on music or something. Like it just feels more connected and more real. It's so important. And that's why I always encourage everybody to look up the types, at least, you know, the human design types of everybody that they're working with. My business coach is hiring a online business manager right now. And I was like, hey, send me all their charts so I can sort of look at who would work best with your chart. And 
because she's like, I can't decide which one to hire. And I'm like, send me their charts so that I'll sort of show you who would be good for you. So it's so cool. Okay, so it is the new year. It's 2022. First of all, how can people connect with you? I'll put all this information in the show notes, but what do you have coming up that people can dig into and, and work with you? On? Awesome. So people can find me at theglojo.com and it's G-L-O-W, then J-O.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It's called The Weekly Glow. And I do a recap of things that inspire me in business and life throughout the week and podcast stuff. Also on Instagram, at Leanne Kalal, at The Glojo. You've got an account there that's just fun and cute, in my opinion, and hopefully inspiring. And then I'm doing a workshop in February. The date is not finalized yet, but it's going to be a workshop designed to help people finally do what they want to do in 2022. Because I think so often we have ideas and we just don't trust them or we put them off for whatever reasons and make it seem a lot more scary and big and all the reasons why it won't work. But let's just start exploring and having fun with the potential and all the reasons why it might work. And if people sign up on my newsletter, they'll hear about it. But then I'll also make sure I give you a link so people can find out more specifically about the workshop. Perfect. All of that information will be in the show notes. Definitely give Leanne a follow on Instagram and download, subscribe to her podcast because it's so awesome. If you love you do, you'll really love the Glojo podcast. So thank you so much, Leanne, for taking time out of your full week to come and chat with us today. I loved talking with you. I love being able to like forward all my manifester clients to you to be a business expander for them and somebody who really does a great job of using your throat chakra energy. Love connecting with you and look forward to working together so much more in the future. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much. And I love what you're doing at You Do Woo and just keep you doing woo. <laughs> Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. <laughs>